thanks for joining me this week, uh, Tech of Sports and iHeartRadio, and uh, joined by uh, a guy I'm a big fan of. Uh, I'm proud to call him a friend, Rich Mueller from Sports Collectors Daily, sportscollectorsdaily.com, really your daily stop for uh, for everything in sports collecting. It's uh, fascinating. It's uh, Rich is a, a machine churning out the content, and uh, it's, uh, you know, just just to update, Rich, up to, update a site with one piece a day, it's tough for people. You, uh, you have four and uh, really in-depth things, and... Uh, I'm curious to know uh, to know how you do it, but thanks for coming on. Hey, my pleasure, Rick. Yeah, when we started this thing back in uh, 2006, uh, you know, I don't think I'd have started it if I knew what the total number of stories that I post uh, in the last uh, in the next 13 years would be. But yeah, we're up over uh, 13,000 uh, pieces of content on the website, all about sports cards and memorabilia, new and old stuff, and everything associated with that. So it's been a a lot of work, and I'm usually typing something someplace, so that's that's the way it goes, but that's it's a good thing to know we're still at it. That means it's been successful. Yeah, and kind of a, a resurgence a little bit in, in sports collecting after, you know, I, I don't know, you want to call it a dead period maybe we had for a while? Uh, I mean, you and me, we were coming up in the 70s and 80s, and this was a, a big pastime. We didn't have the Internet. Uh, this was a, a way to uh, stay close to sports and, and preserve memories, kind of. Uh, is that coming back a little bit now in, in a different way? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of cyclical. Um, although you know, it's it's just it's. I think the the, the interest is, is certainly there. Um, you know, just as much as it was when we were kids. But I think it's you kind of have more adults now in it than you, than you do kids. Um, you know, it's it's just changed so much. We used to go to the store with a dime, you know, and buy a pack of cards, and now you know the cheapest product is about a dollar. Of course, you know it doesn't account for for what's happened to. Uh, you know, inflation since then and such, and so you know, a dime back then isn't the same as a dime now. But it's, it's, um, you know, there's definitely been a lot of interest in it. You, you didn't used to see like game worn jerseys and that sort of thing um, that sell for a lot of money now. They weren't much of a thing back in the you know 60s or 70s or you know really even the early 80s. Um, but now the memorabilia side has really taken off, and you have uh, we're going to have the New York uh, is going to host the Babe Ruth auction. A lot of his, his family has consigned uh, items that a lot of people never knew existed that they've been hanging on to for years, and that's going to be a, a big deal in, in a couple of weeks in New York. And, and some of that material is just going to sell for phenomenal pieces that's connected directly to him. So, yeah, and, and from the card angle, you know, you have a lot of uh, – uh, products on the market now way 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 more than we ever saw when we were growing up so there's a lot of different price points and and different ways to collect but you know i think it's still uh you know still very popular people want a tangible connection to sports and you know whether it's a card or a program or a you know a piece of game used memorabilia whatever it is that's what people uh you know want to look for when they when they want to make that connection so it's uh it's Different type of hobby, but still, still pretty, uh, pretty much uh, what uh, you know. You go to any big show, and, and uh, you'll see a lot of the same things that you saw, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Guys with uh, boxes of cards set up, and people going through them one by one to see the whether it's a favorite team or player they collect. So, uh, kind of what goes around comes around, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, glad to see a lot of kids back in the hobby. I mean, when we were coming up, it was maybe thought of something for kids or younger people. Now it's almost turned into an adult uh, 
type uh, oriented uh, um, marketplace or, or, or hobby, but uh, I think kids have come back a little bit. I think there's been some exciting uh, athletes that maybe have done that. And, uh, you know, sports are on TV now 24 hours a day, multiple channels. It's uh, it's just a different world we live in, but I'm, I'm glad that it's still uh, – it's it's still strong, gaining strength, and I think you're part of the the reason for it because you're passing along valuable information to people. Yeah, it's an information age, and and you know I hear every day from people that are maybe they collected when they were kids during that big boom era, you know, in the, in the late '80s, early '90s, when um, you know it seemed there was a real explosion in the in the number of cards. Unfortunately, were produced that make them not worth much today, but uh, it's kind of a different uh, different story, but. Um, you know, it's it's really uh, you know satisfying that that need to kind of catch up for a lot of people. You know, because the hobby has changed a lot in the last 20 years, and people have a lot of questions uh, about what's happened. You know, since then, and 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 where you know what's the best thing to buy today, and that's that's really something that's kind of personal. You know, it, it depends on what you want to get out of it. You're never going to collect everything. You know, you're never going to own every card. Growing up, I know that you know. Of course, they'd say, "What do you what do you want to do?" Well, I want to get as much stuff as I can, and and realistically, you were never going to get anything. And now everything, and, and that now it's 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 just uh, multiply that by about a hundred because there's baseball. There's 30 new products a year. Football, the same, and and basketball too. So it's just uh, you just kind of have to pick your niche and when what really gets you interested in and keeps you interested in collecting. So I think, um, you know, finding and making that decision about what you want to collect is probably pretty important from the from the get-go because otherwise you're just kind of going in, in different directions, you know, rather than kind of having a focus for your for your hobby. Yeah, good advice. Uh, find that niche. It's I think there's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's good and bad good that there's a lot of choices out there, a lot of opportunity, but bad, it can be overwhelming for some people. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. There's so many different things. And even the new sets now, you know, you have what they call parallel cards. So maybe, uh, you know, you'll find a card of Freddie Freeman in a box. And, so confusing. But then, yeah, but then there's, you know, seven or eight, nine different parallel cards that maybe just have a different color. Uh, scheme with it, but uh, nobody says you have to do that, you know, if, if, if trying to grab all those different variations, but it is confusing to understand uh, what's in a pack of cards now from your parallel cards, your base cards, and your, your insert sets, which, you know, when we were growing up, it was just one per pack, maybe. Um, now it's, you know, you have several different sets in each in each uh, product, and then you have autograph cards and the relic cards, where it's a swatch of a jersey or whatever, so um, there's a lot to a lot to kind of keep track of and a lot of uh, uh, new things that have come into the hobby in the last, you know, 30 years or so. Sure. Well, with Rich Mueller, uh, the guy behind Sports Collectors Daily, he does everything. Uh, let's talk about the site for a second, Rich. Uh, in the information age here, you're you're passing along uh, uh, valuable information. Uh, kind of what's the reach of the site? What uh, what do you what kind of feedback do you get? You're really a uh, uh, you know you're kind of a mouthpiece and a information disseminator for for the industry. So uh, a lot of pressure on you. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's a it's such a big hobby. You know, I mentioned that uh, you know, the memorabilia angle has really taken off, and so you know we cover everything from you know, auctions like that Babe Ruth auction coming up to to regular auctions at the you know twenty twenty five or so different uh, sports memorabilia auction houses host. There's new card products coming out almost you know two or three a week, whether it's baseball, bas- basketball, football, or hockey. Um, and then there's now there's you know big news stories going on with the uh, there's a, a scandal over uh, uh, 
some cards that have been altered and sold, and, and uh, that's kind of a developing situation. So uh, we have a little bit of hard news in the hobby, too. We've got our cases of fraud and such that, that have gone on over the years. So uh, all, never a dull moment, uh, but, you know, at the same time, we try to keep it fun because it is a hobby. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that we write about that are just uh, fun from whether you're a sports, even if you're just a sports fan, not much of a collector. There's so much history involved in a lot of the things that, uh, people buy and sell and trade and, and just collect in our industry. So um, there's never never a shortage of things to write about. We have some slow days once in a while, but, um, you know, we have millions of, of pages yeah. a year, you know, and so it shows the interest, and, and a lot of people sign up for a daily email that they can get. It's free. Uh, just, you know, sign up on the home page, and, and you'll get the, our daily headlines in the email every day. So... Uh, it's just an easy way to kind of pick and choose what you want to read, or if you want to read it all, that's it's, uh, that's great too. Yeah, you make it easy for people to get the information because you're uh, you're not just a guy that just all of a sudden one day you started typing something. You're uh, you come from a, a journalism background, writer, broadcaster. So this uh, you, you're you're at least uh, equipped with the skills to uh, to keep this going every day. Yeah, it's it's uh, it does require kind of an editor's uh, mentality because we're sifting through a lot of things and I'm searching online for things that I think people would be interested in and and so you kind of have to grab all of that material and and you know kind of push it into a, a smaller funnel and, and make it uh, interesting for a wide variety of people. So uh, we do produce four fresh stories every day, um, which doesn't sound like a lot until you multiply that by. You know, five per week, and then you know, 52 weeks a year, it, it counts up uh, into a lot of a lot of material. So, no matter what you collect, I like to think we've got something on there for you to read that's going to be interesting. Yeah, another thing that's interesting and that has lasted over the years is the national convention. Um, we, you have that uh, covered wall to wall. Uh, pleasure to help you with that. But uh, um, that that show is uh, for, for collectors is really uh, really the the mecca that everybody goes to. Um, it's has it gotten almost kind of too big, uh, Rich, or what? Uh, and it's always been a big show. Um, but I didn't go for a few years. Went last year, and uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a long few days to cover that whole show floor. Yeah, I always tell people, if you're planning on coming, don't just come for a couple of hours and think you can cover even, you know, one one-hundredth of it, um, and that if you can imagine a couple of airplane hangers, like jet airliner hangers put together, that's how big it is, and that's not an exaggeration. It's it's massive. I don't know exactly what the square footage is off the top of my head, but it's at the Stevens Convention Center this year in Chicago, um, and you really, truly need at least a full day to try, and you still probably won't. Get to, to every table. Yeah. There's hundreds of booths at this thing, so you know it's ideally if you got two or three days, um, that's the best thing to do. Is just go in that way. You can take your time. Whether you're, uh, you know, they're going to have over 100 autograph guests there. Uh, it's a pay per autograph course, depending on who it is. It's going to cost you some money, but if you want to, you know, meet some of the players, or if you want to just walk around and fill out your, you know, 1975 top set, or or buy some new boxes, you can do that. The auction companies are there showing off their stuff and. Uh, there's grading and authentication companies and everything you can think of. So it's uh, it's kind of a one-stop shop. Um, can be a little expensive if you're going on a uh, you know a vacation. Uh, and you're not from Chicago, obviously you got to get there and stay at a hotel and pay for meals. But it's, if you really have an interest in in sports memorabilia or sports cards, you really have to go because it's it's just amazing to walk in that first time and see how many tables and 
our booths are set up there and how much material is, is, uh, is there. It kind of shows the, the depth and the width of what you can collect. Um, you know, everything from, like I said, programs to uh, you know, game-worn stuff and, and cards from new and old. So it's, it's a phenomenal uh, show. It is huge, though, and, and so be prepared to walk around and wear some comfortable shoes. Yeah, absolutely. This year in Chicago, last year in Cleveland. Uh, I go to the Consumer Electronics Show every year in Las Vegas, Rich. And this, really, this is, uh, the, the sports collectors is big, but compared to CES, it's child's play. So, uh, I, I always tell people that. So I don't complain. Um, it's great to get some walking in and you really get to see some, uh, some things you will never see again or never dreamed you would see or can't see anywhere else. So, um, it's really sensory overload for people in sports. And uh, even if you're not a collector or not uh, into it, if you go to it, you uh, you kind of become inspired. Yeah, it's July 31st to August 4th this year in Chicago. So uh, if you're up in that area, it's actually at the Rosemont, uh, in Rosemont at the Stevens Convention Center. And it, it comes there fairly often. Um, last year it was in Cleveland, of course. Uh, you were good enough to help us out with the coverage of that. Um, but it, it kind of rotates a little bit in, uh, next year to Atlantic City. So, uh, but it, but it's a small rotation. So um, it is a small you know, rotation. West Coast, you're definitely going to have to travel. But um, yeah, it's it's always uh, it's always a, a big event for the industry. And uh, the first one back in 1980 uh, was held in a hotel ballroom, <laughs> and now now it's uh, it's become something much bigger than that. Yeah, the, the hotel ballroom is not even uh, can't even really hold the media center anymore. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So uh, yeah, fun talking with you, Rich. Uh, I, I'll put the links, everything in the show notes. I want everyone to check out SportsCollectorsDaily.com. Uh, I'm sure your hits really ramp up as the national gets close in that week. But uh, exciting week, and uh, you keep but you keep everyone uh, uh, engaged throughout the whole year. I appreciate that. All right, Rick. Pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll see you later this summer. Yep, can't wait, and uh, take care, safe travels. We'll see you soon.